Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on experiencing God in the small group, and this is lesson number three. In today's lesson, we're going to be talking about what what we see as truth in the small group, and uh, I, we're going to cover some some different aspects of what it means to share truth, um, what truth looks like, what truth is biblically. We're going to get into some uh, some good stuff, a lot of scripture content in this particular uh, lesson. So I hope you have a pen and paper and you're ready for this. Um, I think we're going to cover some good stuff. Let's open up with a word of prayer before we begin. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, all that you do for us, the ways that we can experience you. Father, I thank you that even when we come into your presence uh, on an individual basis, Lord God, that we can really truly experience the fullness of your joy. Father, that we can come to you and, and just even be in our prayer closet, Lord, and, and just enter into your presence and know that we are with you. Father, I thank you all the more that we can come together as a group, uh, where there's five, where there's 10, 15 of us, Lord God, even if there's 500 of us, there you are, Lord God, in our midst. I thank you, God, and praise you for that. It's a beautiful thing. Father, I do ask that as we uh, continue on in this series, Lord, that you would ex- express yourself to us, Lord, that we would see what it is, Lord, that that you need to teach us through all of this. Father, if you were calling one of my brothers or sisters to lead a small group, I pray that that would be made clear to them. Or Father, if you're uh, just preparing their hearts to uh, join into a small group, I pray that you would prepare them for that. Father, I do ask that uh, their hearts and their ears would be receptive to this teaching. Father, that you alone uh, would speak through me and, and just minister the word unto these people, Father, that are longing to come closer to you. In the name of Jesus, we do thank you and give you praise. And all God's children said, amen. So uh, what is what is truth whenever it comes to the small group and why is it important? Um, of course, when we're, when we're in a small group setting, we have to be a little bit more vulnerable than when we're in a large group setting on Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Uh, we, we kind of put ourselves out on the line a little bit more because we come to a place of, of knowing one another a little bit um, more intimately than, than we do just in a passing sense. You know, we, we get to know uh, the struggles that we're facing and how we can walk through these things together. And so it's important for us to be open. It's important for us to be honest and share truth. Um, It's it's really, it's a good thing to be truthful. It's a good thing to experience truth. But what we need to start with for this lesson is we need to start with some of um, the biblical statements regarding truth, okay? So, and I'm I'm not going to read every single scripture verse Uh, in this first portion. I've got five different scriptures um, for you to kind of reflect on, and I want you to do this as a homework assignment. Um, I I want you to take the time and look up these scripture verses and and ask God to uh, really sink them into your spirit. Ask God how you can better apply it into your life. Journal on that. Um, and, And I know that some of you are just coming in 
to these teachings new and and so if you're not sure what journaling is feel free to ask and I will uh, more than more than gladly go over that with you and get you into that but that's a great way of hearing from the Lord and so these are the scriptures the biblical statements about what is truth Uh, so write down first John chapter 14 verse 6 that is the gospel of John that, that verse tells us that Jesus is the truth. And I wanted to start with that one because first and foremost, we need to know that when we're sharing truth, what are we sharing? We're sharing Jesus when we share the truth. All right, so scripture tells us that Jesus is the truth. Scripture, again, in uh, Gospel of John, but in chapter 8 and verse 32, tells us that the truth shall set us free. All right, that sounds like something that, what, Jesus is capable of doing. Um, so if, if Jesus is the truth, then certainly the truth will set us free. I love this one, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 14. Maybe you're familiar with that passage. It talks about the armor of God. And I think that the belt of truth often gets overlooked. Why? Because, well, we're, we're more focused on uh, the helmet, the sword, the, sword, the shield, uh, sometimes even the sandals. But what about the belt? You know, the, the part that comes and, and holds that upper part of your armor on, the belt of truth. Uh, that, one, that one I would say especially, uh, go to God and, and ask him how to apply it into your life. Because if you don't have the belt of truth holding every aspect of your life together in truth, uh, you might be missing something. And I think that God could truly uh, minister into your spirit as far as the belt of truth goes. Again, in terms of truth, um, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 gives us kind of a definition of, of love and how that we shouldn't love by word or by action or by deed, but rather we should love by truth. Um, specifically in the Christian Standard Bible, uh, which was the, the translation that I was using as I um, was doing my search. And so that's, again, it, all, all of these kind of relate. But how to love? Well, if Jesus is the truth, and we know that God is love, amen, then how do we love? We share the truth. We love in truth. We love by sharing Jesus. All right? And then finally, the last scripture that I want you to search on is Psalm 119, verse 160. And it tells us that the sum of the word is truth. That, 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 mm, hallelujah, that one just leaves me a little bit speechless because the, the word sum in there just just takes over and gives such an authority it says that when you add every word somebody say amen i'm feeling the holy ghost as i'm teaching this when you add the sum of every word from genesis to revelation the sum of the word is truth all right you it 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 just makes sense and, and so we look at these, um, these five examples of biblical statements of truth. If you want to uh, search 
you know, for, for further truth uh, in scripture, it's in there. Uh, I just wanted to give five quick and tangible examples at the beginning of this, something to give you um, a a little bit of ground to think on, something to work toward and and build on. But you see, when we come into a small group, truth can become a little bit of a struggle. And and there's a reason for that. Um, You see, there's there's a a principle in, in the scripture and when we look at prophets among us, all right, and then we look at, well, frankly, quite the opposite, not to, not to the extent of false prophets among us, but the opposites being Pharisees among us. Um, when, when we get people around us, especially in a small group, it's going to be really easy to pick on somebody. It's, it's going to be easy to get agitated with somebody for a reason. Um, and the reason is everybody in the small group has the same sense of vulnerability and it's difficult to deal with. Um, you know, maybe there's somebody in the small group that you're not really sure that you a hundred percent trust. Um, you know, maybe, maybe somebody just rubs you the wrong way, you know? Um, but we're, we're often very quick to stone the prophet in our midst. And what we need to do is we need to stop ourselves, um, from stoning that prophet in our midst. And we need to stop and say, wait a minute, um, before I accuse this person, before I, um, make a false assumption about this person? Am I being a hypocrite? Am I being a Pharisee? Examine yourself before you examine another person, all right? Um, Don't be quick to throw a stone. Remember the teaching of Jesus. He said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And that's so important because obviously in that situation, uh, Jesus would have been the only one who could have cast the stone. But did he? Um, and, and so don't, don't sit around your table and, you know, do, do that human smug thing where you kind of, hmm, I don't know about that. Um, be open, you know, share, share truth. And remember this, uh, very important to know, that truth takes a different role in everyone's life. Truth is very important in everyone's life, but what is true to me today uh, varies based on where I'm at with my walk with Christ. And what is true to you today varies with where you're at with your walk in Christ. Now, of course, Scripture being the authoritative Word of God is complete truth and and so that of course on it it doesn't waver um but what i mean here is that when the lord speaks to me and it and it brings a true fruitful experience you know i i've been with the lord and i'm excited to share it Somebody whose who's walk in Christ is deeper than mine, they might not see why it's such a big deal, okay? Uh, and, and 
what you what you need to do is if you don't see it as that big of a deal, don't scorn it, but receive it. Be excited for that person because they experienced something new. They found they found truth in the word of God and and heard from the Lord and they were excited. All right. Um, when, when we come into a small group setting and we share truth, um, there's, there's two things that are likely to happen. One, we can either stone the person who's sharing truth, um, and, and, you know, be, be the Pharisees, stone the prophet in our midst, uh, or we can be receptive and we can hear that word of truth and, if we are receptive and we hear that word of truth, the result is going to be a stirring of faith, hope, and love within your own spirit. Uh, so it'll it'll definitely benefit you to uh, to just be receptive and and hear what the person has to say. Uh, even even if it's the person that drives you nuts, maybe they talk too much. Maybe they. Um, you know, don't read scripture in the same cadence that you would have read it. There's there's a variety of things that the enemy is going to use. Note how I said that, is going to use whenever you are in a small group to, to work against you. Why? Because when you're in the small group and you're sharing truth, you are ultimately coming closer to Jesus. And that's what the enemy doesn't want. So if you're coming closer to Jesus, the enemy is going to work twice as hard, three times as hard, to push and push and push and say, Ooh, did you hear the way that guy said that? Ooh, did you hear the way that, that they read that scripture? That's, ooh, you wouldn't have done it that way. Oh, you could have read that so much nicer. And, and, and you want to take every thought captive, that's instruction of scripture, and, and you want to just take a moment, step back and say, wait a minute. No. No, you know, kick kick the devil out. Get get the false prophet spirits away and and just take control and know that God is in control and and put God back on the seat and say, "Lord, you take over from here. I don't need the enemy uh coming coming into this small group right now. I want to hear what is what is true and effective." in my brother and sister's life. I want to know what's going on. I want to see how you're working, you know? Um, and, and furthermore, I want to, I want to feel that stirring of faith, hope, and love in my life. Why? Because when we share truth and that results in the stirring of faith, hope, and love, you know what's going to happen? You're going to share a little more truth. When faith, hope, and love get stirred up within you, it makes you ready and desirous to go forth and spread the good news. It gives you what you need to go out and and proclaim the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. All right? You share a little bit of truth and it's it just spreads like a wildfire. That that one match that bumps into the stack of newspaper and suddenly you've got a massive flame on your hands because just that spark of truth 
set somebody free. It, 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 it encouraged somebody so strong in the faith and they developed a new found hope and a new love because of the way that the hand of God touched them because they were receptive. I, it, it is my earnest prayer for you if you're listening to this that you would really be receptive when somebody opens their mouth to share because it doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter if they came to Christ 25 minutes ago. It doesn't matter if they came to Christ 25 years ago. But what, what does matter is that when God moves and when God speaks through someone, you are ready to receive, all right? Uh, here's, here's the four key points uh, that we have to keep in mind whenever we talk about truth, all right? We have to, first and foremost, be obedient to truth. We can reword that. Be obedient to Christ. Be obedient to Scripture. All right? Um, be obedient to the truth. And, and, and you know, whenever you look at, at Scripture and, and, and you just take it one by one and say, you know what, what does it look like to be obedient to truth? Well, it's going to tell you. Um, you know, go read John eight thirty two like I've like I've asked you to do as as the quote unquote homework assignment. If I'm obedient to truth, what's it gonna do? The truth shall set you free. Okay, walk in the truth. That's step two. Uh, that it's really important for us to handle here. Uh, we have to walk in truth. It's not enough just for us to speak truth. Um, again, scripture has instructions, speak truth in love, and, and, you know, be, be gentle with people. But we can't just stop at speaking truth. We can't just stop at, at speaking little bits of the Word of God. We have to walk in truth and walk in, in the power of the Word of God. We have to live it out. Be the example. Um, I think about a song that I learned long, long ago uh, when I was just a little boy, and my mom used to sing this song, and the, the words said, you're the only Jesus that some will ever see. And it took me a long time to really understand what that song meant. Um, I, I would tell you this, when I was little, I loved the song, but it didn't really click with me until I was grown up a little bit, until I was matured a little more in my faith. And then I really understood that sometimes the only exposure to Jesus that some people will ever get is going to be passing me by in the grocery store, is going to be me sitting in their barber chair, is going to be me just, you know, sitting on a park bench that that I, I could be the only exposure to Jesus that some person ever gets in their entire life and that's why it's so important to walk in truth all right because if if you're walking in the truth then somewhere along the way somebody's going to say can i ask you a question and they're going to open that door and that's when you just yeah, sit down. 
and you let Jesus do the rest. All right? Another instruction when it comes to truth is recognize it. Recognize it. What do I mean by recognize it? That means when you see somebody walking in truth, being obedient to truth, you don't have to embarrass them, but just give them a pat on the back. You know what? Good for you. Thanks for being true. Thanks thanks for living in the obedience to the word of God. I recognize that. I see that that you made this choice that that will ultimately make an impact on your life and on somebody else's life. And I see that the way that you are living right now, well, just just the example that you set in your day-to-day life, just, just by being you, just by being the way you're being right now, somebody could come to Jesus. I appreciate that about you. Recognize it. And then finally, it goes hand in hand with walk in it. It goes hand in hand truthfully with the with the other three, but live in the truth. All right? And maybe that sounds self-explanatory, but here's what it really means. All right? Yeah, be obedient to truth. Follow the instructions of the word of God. Obey the 10 commandments. Obey uh, the, the, the instructions of Jesus. Obey uh, all, all of the words that are in the Holy Scripture because they're important. Walk in it. Uh, be the example. Recognize it. Um, you know, give people that pat on the back. But what does it really mean to live in the truth? Can I break this down for you? Live in the Spirit. All right, Jesus, if Jesus is the truth, if the truth shall set you free, then what I want to tell you to do today, what I want to encourage you to do, is to live in truth. Live in such a way that Jesus is present in every moment of every day. Live in such a way that, that you know, uh, sometimes you you just get frustrated and, and you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say and you just want to slam your fists and you want to scream and you just want to storm away. But let me tell you this. It, it makes such a difference if you're living in the truth and you know, you'll, you'll still get frustrated. But instead of, instead of having that flesh reaction, what's going to happen is you're actually going to come to a place of you just hear the Holy Spirit say, Child, I'm right here. Just take a breath. Just be still right now, child, and know that I am God. You know what, folks? I want to tell you this. I'm, I'm just, I just want to testify to you right now and encourage you to live this way. Because when, when, when things go wrong, and you just stop for a moment and you hear the Holy Spirit whisper your name, that makes all the difference. That makes all the difference. Because when, when, when trial and temptation comes, and it's promised to, um, when, when you live in the truth, it's just different. And you just have this understanding that God is with you, okay? Uh, so, so sometimes 
I'll, I'll just be frank with you here. Sometimes I get really upset and I get really frustrated with different things. And my first reaction is to take a deep breath. And it's not a therapeutic deep breath most of the time. It's a deep breath because I'm mad. And and what I want to do is let it out with a big grunt, okay? But sometimes in that moment of taking that deep breath, and I, I do note that I do say sometimes because it's only if I allow it, sometimes when I take that deep breath, the voice of God says, Eric, I am with you always. And, and so you stop and you say, why? Why is this going on? And you just, you just feel that gentle nudge. And the Lord says, I've called you for such a time as this. Just be strong. Remember, Eric, remember the words that James spoke. My brothers, count it all joy if you fall into diverse temptations. And and when you hear the Lord begin to speak, because you're living in truth, you'll find a stillness, you'll find a peace that you otherwise wouldn't find. All right? I want to leave you with the words of Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. So this is the... um, This is your freebie on your homework assignment for those five scriptures that I'd like you to look up and and just meditate on them. I don't care if you do them all in one sitting or if you want to do, um, you know, five five different sittings, however you want to do it. But really, I, I, I would ask you to just take the time, write them out in your journal and 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 just meditate on them. Listen to what the Lord wants to say to you. But this is John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who believed him, If you continue in my word, then you truly are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All right? And I want you to think back to those four four tidbits about truth. Be obedient, walk in it, recognize it, live in it. How do we do all four of those? We do all four of those by simply continuing in his word. Right there it is laid out for us. And Jesus said, make that personal. And Jesus said to me, if you truly are my disciple, you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free, child. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you again for this time. And I pray, Lord God, that you would begin in this moment to set your children free. I pray, Father, that you would rain down your Holy Spirit to set chains loose, Lord God. Father, you are the chain-breaking God. Father, I can, I can just hear the chains rattling, Lord. I hear the earth beginning to quake as a mighty roll of your Spirit comes and sweeps through the land. 
Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that my brothers and my sisters would count it all joy, count it a blessing, Father, when they fall into a temptation, into a trial, because they know that the trying of their faith will work patience, Father, and bring them closer to you. Father, I do ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak unto every need that they present to you. Father, I pray that as they come to you, seeking, Lord God, to know to know more about truth, to know more about you, that you would expose all of that which you need to teach, Lord God, unto your children. Father, that they would come and know and just be present with you. Father, I do thank you again for this time, and I pray, Lord God, that you would prepare hearts to receive truth right now. I pray that you would prepare them to live in truth and to walk by truth and to recognize it and to be obedient to it and to be obedient to you, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity to share your word with my brothers and my sisters. Until we meet again, in the name of Jesus and all God's children said, amen and amen. We will meet back here in a few days for lesson number four. Until then, go in peace and God bless you.